Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors, and hello, and welcome back, and welcome, uh, and happy Thanksgiving is what I meant to say. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we've got Andrew, a.k.a. the Cashflow King, joining us. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how an exchange-traded product is being launched in Europe, allowing XRP to be purchased by institutions directly through their bank accounts and approved brokers. While we've also got a Bitcoin ETF ready for approval in the USA, Grayscale has refiled their application, lining up the works for Bitcoin ETFs at the SEC. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, let's start this thing off correctly. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend, of course. Shout out to Gonzo and Andrew as well. You guys are super committed. Thank you for making time for us this morning. But let on a serious note, we have an XRP ETF being launched in Europe. That's an exciting news article we get to talk about today as well. <clears throat> How you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. Well, first of all, let me just say good morning and happy Turkey Day to all the Warrior Maniacs out there and to Andrew and to Gonzo and to you, Abs and the family. Great to see you guys. We put in the time and effort no matter what day it is, holidays, we're always here to serve the people. Man of the people, as they say, Johnny Crypto and Gonzo. We got some exciting news articles to talk about, but first of all, shout out to you for making time for us this morning. How you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. I'm feeling outstanding, man. Just, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Just feeling super grateful and appreciative to be here and to have the community. If you think about like where we were at, like last year, last Thanksgiving, when we were with our families, all the craziness of SBF, FTX collapsing, you know, we've come a long way in a year. So, you know, enjoy that when you're with your families. And, you know, you had last year, you had to put up with a lot of crap of people jabbing at you about crypto as a scam. You know, you know, don't go too much because you always want to be humble. Right. We never know what's going to happen, but like the most bullish we've ever been in the crypto markets. Right. Wait, and so, yeah, not a scam, Gonzo? It's absolutely not a scam. Oh, it's, oh that's new news to me. Oh, that's well, Gonzo, it sounds like you haven't been listening to Elizabeth Warren. So we'll have to bring right? you. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Andrew, always excited to have you on the show as well. And thank you for making time for us. I know you're in the, Le the Netherlands, so this is your Thanksgiving celebration. Welcome to Thanksgiving dinner. And how you feeling, my friend? Um, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, from the Netherlands. I'm so happy that I'm also allowed to celebrate Thanksgiving with you guys because we do not have Thanksgiving in the Netherlands. However, you do now. You yeah, do now, now yeah. You're part of our family, so happy Thanksgiving. Get However, a piece of turkey. A lot of things will come from the United States. So we have Black Friday now since a couple of years. See? So that, go. that's good. So uh, let's make every day a Thanksgiving day in the Netherlands because life is good. Almost always good. And I'm uh, looking forward to a great show, guys. You're on mute, uh, Epps. Thank you, Andrew. And 2024 is going to be a historic year, Andrew. And that's what we're going to break down today as the exchange-traded products for crypto are already being rolled out globally. But we got 141 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, Gonzo, I thought it would be great to start off by looking at where we were just a year ago today. This is the Bitcoin price chart. And this morning, we are sitting at $37,100 if you look at coin market cap. But check this out, Gonzo. Just 12 months ago, Bitcoin was $15,900. And so the family members that were critical, rightfully so at the time. It's great that we get to be humble this year, but I do think the criticism was fairly reasonable last year. Having climbed from about $16,000 to $37,000, Bitcoin, still background noise, still not the main sentiment to the market. People aren't talking about this every day yet. And I do think we're going to see CNBC and many other uh, mainstream news articles begin to talk about these technologies very soon. So just give me a quick reaction to the price chart. We're going to dive into our stories for today. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're usually all coin heavy, most of our community. So I'll comment on that. Like we had made the new higher high. Uh, what's funny is like I was looking at the chart this morning and like I've been showing the community, like the people in the academy, Clinton would know that you have this major trend line that goes off an all-time high. 
And then these cryptos, they break it and then they run, right? And, and it totally just evaded me. Like I was so focused on the micro of the altcoin market, which is the total three that chart we showed, is that when you take a trend line from the top all the way down, we're doing that same pattern. We're breaking the trend line. And then, you know, so we had all that Binance FUD that happened, right? That's the, that was the elephant in the room. What's going to happen with Binance? CZ going to jail, criminal this, that, and the third, right? And, and all of the red candle that we gave yesterday got, I'm sorry, two days ago, got bought back up, right? So we're back at support again, dude. So we're literally just back testing a previous high as support. And so I think the altcoin market is looking very good, right? Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but we made a higher high. Now we have to wait to see where the higher low is. But overall, like if you look at all the kind of graphics about, look what's happening in YouTube. Like all of the viewers are starting to come back, right? We're still kind of, you know, I'm not saying we're at all time highs, but viewers are coming back. You got people like Alex Becker that left YouTube. He's always been on Twitter, but it's starting to make videos, right? They left. We've been here the whole time, right? We've been here the whole bear market, but you're going to start seeing this. You're going to start seeing more activity on YouTube. You're going to start seeing more activity on Twitter. People are starting to come back into the market. And so we'll see how it plays out. And this is what we're going to be breaking down all throughout today's episode, guys. As some groundbreaking news came out of Europe yesterday, there will be an exchange-traded product launched within 2023 as XRP is breaking ground in Europe. An explosive debut of the exchange-traded product is set for December of 2023. And a lot of people are anticipating this is going to lead to institutional adoption out of Europe. We're going to be discussing some grayscale news as well, but I'm going to get this show started with a video of Hester Pierce explaining exactly where the SEC is when it comes to a Bitcoin spot ETF product. I've heard a lot of reporting in another matter that has gotten a lot of attention regarding the spot ETF, that there is ongoing conversations between issuers who have filed some of these applications and individuals at the SEC. And I wonder if you can shed any light on how much you as a commissioner might be involved in that or really if this is just happening at the lower uh, staff level at the moment. You know, again, I really can't comment on that, but I think I've been very transparent that I've thought for many years now that, that there is no reason for us to stand in the way of a spot Bitcoin exchange traded product. Yeah. Well, Johnny Crypto, I'm going to give you the floor and then I'll give my two cents. Well, I mean, she's right. There is no reason for them to stand in the way. It's, it's not a security. So why is she even, you know, there's no reason to talk to the SEC other than the fact of going ahead and applying for the actual security, which is the ETF itself. So don't get that confused just because BTC is not a security. Uh, the actual ETF does become a security. And I would imagine that they'll go through the processes and everything and, and eventually approve it. It's going to happen. It's all, all the pieces are being put in place. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, Gonzo was talking about the red candle and giving back. And the reality was all you saw the other day was the hijacking of crypto shifting from one group of people to another group of people that are going to take this this thing over. This thing has graduated. This is like when you go from kindergarten to first grade, right? We're graduating to the next level. And, and crypto is going to now fall into the mainstream bucket, at least some pieces of it. And I think right now, Bitcoin is going to be one of those. And I think the SEC won't stand in the way much longer. I think sometime next year, early next year, we will finally get in the U.S. a spot Bitcoin ETF. And that will then open the floodgates probably for an Ethereum one as well. And here's some evidence of just how quickly things can change, Andrew Cashel. I'd love to get your thoughts right after I go through this article. In Back in 2020, Grayscale had actually filed and approved an XRP trust that had 11.5 million XRP, or at least $11.5 million worth of XRP existing in there. After they were sued by the SEC, that December, Grayscale immediately not only removed the trust, but sold all of their existing XRP and allocated that into other cryptocurrencies. I want to remind people that in Grayscale, the net assets under management slash product portfolio report shows an ownership of 11.5 million XRP as of December of 2020. They actually had 19 total billion dollars invested in the market. Now, despite Grayscale discontinuing their XRP trust filing in December due to the SEC lawsuit, the future still looks bright. With over 72 million XRP currently in their pocket and potential clarity on the horizon, the crypto game is far from over. And Andrew, this is the reason I think it's so important. Back in 2020, there was less clarity for XRP and XLM than there currently is in the market today. So with companies like Grayscale beginning to file their Bitcoin products, we had BlackRock file an Ethereum spot product. Now we're seeing the XRP products roll out in Europe. 
I think it's companies like Grayscale that will start to storm in the USA. What do you take away from all this news? I think XRP is now the most accepted uh, crypto in the US, or at least where the most regulation and the most clarity is there. So that is uh, 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 groundbreaking for, for crypto in the US. You know, we're in Europe, we do not do, uh, we have the MICA, uh, MICA uh, uh, legislation or the, the law, which, which makes crypto way more easy to, uh, to, to handle. But I think it's pretty good news. And, uh, and also, yeah, there is, you know, we are currently, I was just before the show, I was looking up a little bit on the social media and I always uh, Google on crypto news. You get bombarded at the moment with positive news. It's so weird. Look at the fear and greed index at the moment. It is 68 or 70 almost. It's, you know, we are currently, everything must be hyped. Uh, but, you know, people also watch out what happens because after it goes fast up, it also will go fast down. And you can, you can take advantage of, yeah, here's the, yeah, the, the uh, fear and greed index, 73. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. So uh, I think we are really at the at the beginning of the of the new bear market. But also remember, sorry, in the new uh, bull market. But also remember, in a bull market, we see ups and downs of fifty percent and more, and still it goes up. So uh, yeah, fasten your seatbelts because the 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 the, yeah, the excitement and the roller coaster is uh, has started. And unfortunately, Jim Cramer is indicating otherwise, Andrew, as in Jim Cramer said, he urges his viewers to buy Bitcoin during his latest CNBC lightning round. Market pullback is imminent. Here we come. Gonzo Here we come, bro. Yeah, that, that worries me, bro. That worries me. No, you look, anything like you said, look, the bottom's in, right? That's my opinion, right? We're going to see if, if I'm right on that, but I believe the bottom's in. Any like healthy pullback is a good thing. I've said this, right? Like if we continue to move up and then we get the spot ETF, I just feel like we could get almost kind of like a blow off top effect. We can hit that 48,000 level of Bitcoin and then reject. It's much healthier for Bitcoin to get some kind of correction now. And then what pulls us out of the correction is the spot ETF announcement, right? But we, we don't get what I want, right? We get what the market does. <clears throat> and so any kind of healthy pullbacks, I think is a good thing and is an opportunity to dollar cost average. Well, Johnny, they're touting this as a positive thing for the market yesterday as Binance CEO <laughs> pled guilty to federal charges, not only stepping down, we're going to discuss a lot of the important details that were allocated to this man because he can't even talk about crypto for a couple of years. Guys, we already got 200 live listeners joining us. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here. Show us some love and smash that like button. Let me know what you think about the Binance plea deal. We do have some breaking news on a major crypto company, Binance. The CEO, Chang Peng Zhao, is pleading guilty to federal charges he does plan to step down. We are getting some unsealed court documents in that criminal case against Binance. And they also released the plea agreement. It calls for the resignation of Zhao as CEO. It also prohibits him from any present or future involvement in operating or managing Binance. That is the world, world's largest crypto exchange. It also forbids him from talking about it. This is someone who has been very vocal on Twitter and social media. Binance faces three criminal charges, including conducting an unlicensed money transmitting business. They also talk about violating sanctions here. Starting as early as 2017, they talk about the defendant, uh, which is Binance, the company led by its owner, CZ, knowingly failing to register as a money services business and then willfully violating the Bank Secrecy Act by failing to implement KYC and money laundering programs. They say that caused the company to violate U.S. economic sanctions. They say it facilitated billions in crypto transactions without implementing any of that proper oversight, KYC, as it's known under the Zhao plea agreement, the defendant says that he will not work with the company. He will not speak about it through any future attorneys, agents, or other people authorized to speak about it, make public statements either. He is in court, guys, in Seattle, Washington. We don't have details yet. We're awaiting what comes out of that. But again, he is pleading guilty to what I mentioned earlier, the biggest crypto exchange in the world. Moving forward, I'm told the heir apparent is someone called Richard Tang, who is the global head of markets there. They say they're looking for a CEO at this point. No news on that, Kelly. But Well, guys, we're going to break down the Richard Tang hiring because this man, not only was he a part of the World Economic Forum, he does have some connections to Ripple as well. We're going to be talking about that later in the show. But Johnny, let me know your initial thoughts because what I like, here's a couple of things that really stick out to me. First of all, they're doing a $4 billion settlement, but they're also giving up user data. So, 
Binance is essentially becoming a KYC within the USA while also paying a massive fine. The second thing is that CZ isn't even allowed to talk about crypto or the Binance situation for years. And I believe it's a three-year waiting period before he can even address what's happening today. So what's your initial reaction to all this? Uh, this is a simple thing. CZ out and their guy in. Whoever gets put in, it'll, it'll be somebody that they trust and want in there. And, and Binance isn't going away. And my buddies were texting me the other day. Oh, ha, 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 this is bad for crypto. Crypto's going down. I'm like, no, it's not. But you don't understand. They just don't understand and I think part of it is like a lot of our friends, it's sad that because we're in it, I almost think they want to see it fail because they have rejected it and uh, to some degree. So anytime there's a bad story, like <laughs> I always get my friends always sending me that bad story news. Hey, look what's going on in that scam. And it's like, nah, you don't get it, guys. Um, but the reality is what you're seeing is the shifting of the handing of the graduation of this thing to the next level. This thing is going to be legit. It's going to be mainstream, but it's going to be controlled. And so uh, you're going to get, they're going to, you know, put people in there that they want in there and, and finance will get KYC and they'll follow all the U S laws. And this will be forgotten about and gone on. CZ will be forgotten about CZ, by the way, is being charged. Now the question is whether they're going to, you know, he had to give up uh, or he's in Seattle. He was, his exposure is only about, I want to say 18 months. Dude, I think he's just going to yeah. get probation. I don't think he's going to get any extra. Yeah, that's, well, I heard that's what, yeah. 18 months or something like that. So yeah. I don't know if he's going to go to jail. No. Interesting. They actually let him out on bond, and they're actually letting him leave the country, Abs. He can actually go back home with a promise to appear back in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, he can go back to Dubai. Which yeah. usually is not the case. A lot of times when you're in a court, uh, or when you're uh, a suspect and you and you've been uh, arrested for something, you have to turn your passport in. You're not allowed to leave the country. CZ's being allowed to leave the country. That's very interesting. So my guess is we won't see much happen to him. Maybe he'll get sla he's going to slap with a big fine. I forgot it was a couple million dollars he's got to pay. And oh, more than a couple, he's paying fifty nine. It's three fines. Personally. Go ahead, Gonzo. Yeah, fifty million him personally, and, and personally, like, and, and then four point eight billion out of yeah, like yeah, the big fifty one. million out of him. It's a drop in the bucket for season. Really quickly, Johnny, I don't know if you have the answer to this. Where is that $4 billion coming from? Because the first thing that came to my mind is, okay, so CZ made X amount in profit. I'm sure they're taking that from him, but $4 billion in profit. I don't know if the numbers connect there. Where is that $4 billion coming from? From what I understood, it's coming. So Binance has made, you know, that's coming from their profits of their sales transactions, right? So whenever they do a transaction, that's how Binance profits off of. It's like any exchange. You make sales. You, you know, there's always a fee that you pay when you do a transaction. Don't forget, Abs, they are the largest exchange globally in the world. And they've been around since, I don't know, 2013 or 2014. So they that will come from Binance itself, from their bank books. And uh, they'll have to find a way to pay that fine. And, and they'll continue on after that, Abs. Andrew Castle, I'd love to get some of your thoughts, just the initial reaction to the news overall, because I think a lot of people – We've anticipated a tether time bomb. Binance has been a part of the conversation. So now that Binance is out of the way, will we see a tether issue? I think that's the last domino to fall. What do you think, Andrew? Mm, will we see a tether issue? The, the weird thing is that tether is, is, is stronger than ever. So, so it is supported. Uh, USDC is, is weaker at the moment. So I'm not so sure what's happening. Uh, let me give you another thing. Um, in the Netherlands, they banned uh, Binance since i think half a year or so so does it mean that binance can come back however there is also a lot of regulation that they have to comply to so there is a lot of lot of things happening but yeah is tether going to break i don't believe it we, you know it is it has such a strong foundation and and you know and i last thing i want to say is money buys yeah exactly this graph money buys everything why is cz uh, able or, or allowed to leave the country I mean, there is a lot of money in stake. And will, will, will we ever come back? So, uh, and I think that it also a lot of uh, um, uh, power behind USD, uh, USDT. And that's why USDT is going pretty well. So just follow the money and uh, a lot of things will, will become clear. Gonzo, this yeah. illustration really highlights what Andrew was just breaking down. As you can see it right here, U.S. dollar tether has went from about $65 billion in market cap all the way to $87 billion during 2023. Well, USDC has done the exact opposite, going from about $45 billion in value to less than $25 billion in value. And so 
I'm going to draw the safe correlation here and say, I'm assuming some of this money is going from USDC and into Tether. And that could be because of the state of US regulation. But you tell me your thoughts and then we'll discuss it. Yeah, you know, I think if you watch the DOJ um, press announcement, they gave us a hint, right? It wasn't Tether. They said exchanges and DeFi protocols. Have we had a DeFi protocol get sued yet that we've seen? No, not that I can think of, right? And so that's telling us right there where they could be looking next, right? Not a decentralized, but whatever, like DeFi protocols that are centralized, if these guys are not doing AML requirements, they're not doing KYC, uh, you know, the DOJ is going to come knocking on their door. And that was what was pretty alarming, Johnny Crypto, is that the Department of Justice, the CFTC, not only are they stepping into crypto, they're pushing Gary Gensler out the door. They didn't even let him on stage the other day. And I think that could be one of the most positive things that's happening in the crypto market. We're even seeing companies like Jen or people like Janet Yellen state that they are pro crypto, but bad, bad actors. They're against bad actors, I mean. So they claim that they're actually cleaning up the market and being a pro crypto advocate here by removing Binance, removing CZ and some of these players. I don't even want to hear if you agree or not, because this is what's much more important about today's articles. We're going to be breaking down some exchange-traded products being launched outside of the U.S., and this is a primary example of how if you don't adopt these technologies, they move on without you. XRP breaks ground in Europe as an explosive debut of an exchange-traded product is set for December of 2023. In December of 2023, brace for a financial shakeup on the European markets as DeFi technology subsidiary is set to unveil its Valor XRP exchange-traded product solution. Let me make this very simple, guys. This is going to allow institutions to purchase XRP directly through their broker or through their bank account. That's what you need to understand about this before we even break it down. So DeFi Technologies at the forefront of crypto innovation has disclosed that its subsidiary, Valor's, bold initiative to unveil an XRP exchange-traded product on the European market next month. This not only denotes a substantial diversification of product offerings, but also is strategically addressing the surging appetite for crypto asset, Europe, asset investments within Europe. The impending XRP exchange-traded product is poised to provide investors with a straightforward and secure avenue to access XRP, and it's the linchpin of the crypto market. You're going to be able to purchase XRP directly through your bank account or broker, which is going to make this one step easier for institutions all throughout Europe. So Johnny, we're going to go through the details here, but how do you feel about European product being launched? This is just as important as the US, am I right? Uh, no, it's not as important as the U.S. The European market is nowhere near the size of the U.S., but it's still important because of the fact that everybody's been saying, you know, when's XRP going to go? When's XRP going to go? When's XRP? Well, this is one of those events that's going to take some XRP off of the market. It's going to, you know, going to draw some liquidity in for it. So this is actually a good thing. Um, not that it's a utility use case example per se. This is more of an investment piece, but. Nonetheless, I still think it'll bring some liquidity to it. I think this could be one of those events that starts to raise the bar a little bit, starts to see XRP driving up because, again, it's no different than the Bitcoin ETF in the sense where you're going to get liquidity coming into that space and buying the underlying asset. The same thing's going to happen here with XRP. So we talked about that daily trade volume. This is going to drive that, drive some of that volume up and, and take some of that coin out of the market. And obviously, the less that's in, Supply and demand at that point, boy, that's all that's that's how it works. So I think you'll see that this could help a little bit, could start to drive the price up a bit, maybe form a new base somewhere. We'll have to see. Well, let's break down some of the stats here, guys, because the shares outstanding for this XRP product is going to be about 150,000. Each one of those shares equals 14 and a half XRP. So let's do the math. What's 150,000 times 10? That's about 1.5 million. Let's add another 500,000. We're talking about 2 million. At least, I believe it's 2.2 million if I really got specific here. 2.2 million XRP exists within this fund. And that is so small compared to what the demand is going to increase here, Gonzo. So you give me your thoughts on the reaction to number one, the US falling behind as we're seeing products launched outside of our borders. But number two, what do you think this is going to do for XRP? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the bigger thing, right? Is that, you know, we continuously fall behind. You know, um, I'm not on top of what's been going on with Mika. We originally thought, you know, I, I still think it's a good thing, you know, getting regulation there. But, um, you know, I've just glanced through different stories that, you know, they've kind of started to go the other way or maybe too much regulation. I'm not sure what the exact issue is 
with the president and what's going on with Mika. Um, I think overall, like we said this before, overall, the crypto market is the most bullish that we've ever seen, right? We just resolved, that was the biggest elephant in the room, right? If I would have told you a year ago that finance was going to be criminally charged, that CEO was going to get bounced, we would have thought it was devastating for the market, right? And the market just shrugged it off, right? So we've had the resolution of the FTX thing. We've had the resolution of the Ripple case. <clears throat> we've had now the resolution of Binance. Um, it's the most bullish that we've ever been in the market, right? Um, you know, the only thing that now we have to wait to see is I'm not so worried about the, the the crypto side of it. It's like the macro side of it, right? What happens with the war narrative? What happens with the Fed, right? Are they going to continue to raise rates? Probably not. I think we kind of stay where we're at. But how long are they going to keep doing this until something breaks? You know, there's a lot of different things that can happen in the macro that we still don't know about, right? We know that in 2019, the alt season really didn't kick off until two months after the Fed started cutting rates, right? And that's because money flows back into risk assets. And so something that I'm keeping an eye on, but overall, it's like bullish from this point forward. And Johnny, look at the correlation here, guys. We're talking about headlines matching up with the price charts. You show me the chart. I'll tell you the news. And what we're on the precipice of is massive price action, not only for Bitcoin, but for the entire crypto market. And I think the headlines are going to correlate perfectly, Johnny. Let me just summarize a couple and kick it to you and Andrew. We've got spot Bitcoin products launched in the USA. We're going to have altcoin products launched all over Europe. We're also going to see some form of regulation come into Europe through these Mika regulations like Gonzo addressed. And I'm sure if you listen to Senator Loomis and, and as well as Warren Davidson, we are going to see some stable coin regulation at minimum passed in 2024. So you tell me about bullish catalysts. I just broke down three or four. What do you take away from all this news? Yeah, I think you missed the the, the big one is also going to have the Fed probably lowering rates again, too. And that, you know, if you remember, that was really the whole trigger of the, of the stock market boom was when the Fed turned the printing presses on in 2020 after the whole 2020 thing. You start to see all two trillion dollars of money flood into the system and it had to go somewhere right and a lot of it came to crypto the question is how much of that will be around in this next go around in addition to all those other things but the stories and the timing are lining up so good that i think we're gonna see a pump like we've never seen before you know and in terms of the binance thing i think the thing that everybody forgets is it would have been devastating to the market if if the u.s government had shut binance down that's not what's happening here they're just removing a CEO. It's no big deal. It's like, okay, we're going to change that tie guy at the top, but everything's going to continue on. They'll do Thank you, Andrew. They're going to do the KYC. And we're just going to move on like nothing happened. You know, so I think I think what Gonzo said earlier, if you said a year ago, if you had told me we were going to shut Binance down, it would have been devastating. This would be horrible right now. We'd be all freaking shaking our boots saying, what the hell is going on? But if you told me a year from now, hey, they're going to they're gonna fire CZ, but Binance is going to keep on. Well, okay, it's no big deal. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what happens to CZ. Nobody's going to care except CZ and his family. Everybody else just cares that things move on and we continue to get the, the, the growth of the crypto industry abs. And boy, 2024 and 2025, I think, is going to be life-changing for people who are in this space now because of the you know, ones who hold and don't get shaken out. I think we're in for a major, major transformation and adoption of crypto into mainstream, into real world. So for me... I'm really, really excited about that piece of it, Abs. And I think those charts are lining up beautifully. The only question is, how big are those? How high will those candles go this time? Will they go higher than last time? We'll have to wait and see. Here's what's interesting, Johnny. Once the institutions get involved, two things happen. One, we're going to go on a steady uptrend. But number two, they're going to be incentivized to hold crypto, which means the volatility is going to be removed from the market. These bull markets are not going to go as high once the institutions are in. But here's the other thing the bear markets aren't going to go as low. So that's something we got to keep in mind. And shout out to Sin City this morning. Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. That's Andrew, right. I'd, love love you, I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well. It's XRP is going mainstream. The current market cap is about $33 billion for XRP, and it's renowned for its role as a big bridge asset in facilitating swift and cost-effective international money transfers with Ripple's ecosystem. XRP stands as the desired choice for financial institutions to seek efficient alternatives to traditional cross-border payment methods. The imminent introduction of the XRP exchange-traded product adds an exciting dimension to the continual expansion market for the exchange-traded product linked to XRP. Existing solutions that already exist today are CoinShares, 21Shares, and ETC Group, which already have contributed significantly to the growing popularity of XRP-focused investment products. Now, 
We're waiting on this in the USA, Andrew, but the fact that Europe is putting pressure on the market, I think that's some exciting news. So what do you take away from all this? And we'll break down the difference between an exchange-traded product and an exchange-traded fund. Yeah, for, for me, this is just um, what, what needs to be done. Look, as we, if we look two, three years ago, no, everything, everybody thought uh, crypto is a scam and, 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 it was, and it was only illegal and that kind of stuff. So we see slowly uh, that, that, that institutions and major players start understanding crypto because it, it really is it's a learning curve. And now that, that we come in this place, so a lot of institutions understand crypto, they know it, and they start trusting it. When you start trusting it, doesn't mean that you roll it out with millions and billions of 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 of, uh, of products. No, you start small. And these ETPs, the exchange traded products, they are small products. You just explained it. This is a small product, but just to get comfortable with the feeling, and that's how adoption will grow step by step by step. And and when the when the bull market comes, you know this is all anticipation on future growth. But the basics is there. And what we, what we will see is, yeah, it will keep growing. Trust in the market will continue. Uh, what you said about Binance, actually, what Johnny said about Binance. Binance cannot be shut down because it will be too major impact on the whole financial system. So they want to keep the financial system a little bit, yeah, uh, steady and slow. And they want to keep control. So what is the guy, this new guy at, at Binance? He is also a, a friend, a friend of the old system. And so this is how it works. And, and yeah, we, we should go from there. But yeah, uh, adoption and trust is, is growing at the moment. So it sounds like Andrew Cashflow is not surprised that they chose a World Economic Forum member, Gonzo. And I just want to give a shout out. We got 281 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Have a great Thanksgiving today, guys. Gonzo, you give me your reaction to the news, and we're going to dive into some new topics. What Andrew's breaking down here is the fact that the Binance news, although it's shocking to everybody who's new to the market, everyone who's been here could see these black swans coming. And I'm not saying we called for the Binance collapse. We've always addressed Tether. We've always addressed Binance. We even talked about Coinbase because they're in the United States. So it's really not a surprise that CZ is being put through the fire right now. So why don't you close us out here? Yeah, look, all that's going to happen with Binance is going to they're going to be the most monitored, the most regulated, right? That's why uh, Richard, is it Tang or Tang? That, um, he, you know, he has a background from Singapore. You know, he knows about regulation. They're bringing him in to clean up Binance, right? And so, you know, it just becomes a question if you want to be on an exchange, because it's not going anywhere, right? It's going to be pretty safe, but that the DOJ, that the American government has access to all your records, right? That's all that's going to happen. Um, they're going to be the most regulated, the most monitored for the next few years. They're going to be able to see all the transactions. They're going to build their KYC program. That's why he's in the position he's in, but they're still going to be here, right? They've had like about a billion dollars of funds being withdrawn, uh, but they still have a shit ton of money in the system. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to absolutely just go away or collapse. Um, I, I think some people are going to feel safer using Binance now because they're regulated and because they're monitored. Johnny, give me your reaction to this news as well. As Stuart Alderati took the time to not only criticize the SEC, but point out the hypocrisy in their arguments here. It says, remember that the SEC's fabricated term, crypto asset securities, is nowhere to be found in the Department of Justice case against Binance. That's because it has no meaning under the law. The courts have been very clear that tokens themselves are not securities. That should be a t-shirt, but think about it this way. Not only, not only they boot Gary Gensler, Johnny, they're booting the administrative right to register to regulate crypto. A lot of these tokens are not crypto are not securities, whether it's Ethereum, XRP, Bitcoin. How many other important currencies are going to fall into that basket? I would say the majority of the top 10. So that's what Stuart Alderati is really addressing here. What was your reaction to him calling out the SEC while saying the Department of Justice? Great job. Uh, well, I think at the end of the day that the, the SEC and Operation Choke Point is still in, in play. And so they're going to continue to do their thing. That isn't going to change. The DOJ, what you saw there, that was a different thing. Right? As I told you, that was changing at the top to bring one of the largest players in the world now under control. That's done. Check that box off. Done. The DOJ will continue to do that to anyone else they want to. And then the SEC is going to go after and continue to choke out 
um, the rest of the players. And so, I mean, they've, they've, they've constantly come after Kraken. They came after Kraken and Nexo a year ago, if you remember, and slapped them with a monster. I think it was a $30 million fine for, for staking, allowing staking. And, and Kraken had a shot staking down in the U.S. Nexo had a, I mean, literally they shut down the entire staking industry in the U.S. You can't stake on these central exchanges. You have to do it. Andrew Cashville way now, and you have to go and, you know, do it, do it, you know, individually, wherever you want through the different places. Uh, so they, so they, they just have a out for Kraken, I think, as well as these other exchanges because Kraken's a big player. Right. And so uh, you're going to continue to see them come after these guys and it's going to cost them money to fight it. The thing is, thank God Kraken has deep pockets. So does Coinbase. And so they'll continue to push and fight. But the problem is it costs these companies monies to fight against an entity that has an unlimited supply of money. The SEC can keep covering after anybody. They don't run out of money. They just go, oh, go to the government and get more money, and they're going to get it. So um, that is the problem here. And so what we want to see, to, you're going to know when this is over when you get regulation coming out and defining these rules. And I'm not talking about stablecoin regulation. That's not going to help. You need real regulation around what is and what is in the security in the crypto space. And I'm not so sure if or when we're ever going to get that. And until then, you guys keep talking about the SEC being pushed out. They're not pushed out. No, they're not. They're going to keep coming after these players. Uh, Gary has not lost any power, even though everybody thinks he has. No, the DOJ went after a specific thing that Gary and the SEC can't do. They can't go and prosecute criminal activity. That's something the DOG does. Uh, DOJ does. Gary will continue to come after these companies and find the shit out of them and try to squeeze them out of power as much as he can. And I don't see that ending right now. Not again. We are still in the fight you stage. And what did Yusko say? Until about 2027, this is going to continue to go on. So don't be surprised. Johnny, we got 276 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this is what we're talking about with real world use cases. Real world assets on Stellar are bigger than every other platform combined right now. And with the partnership with Franklin Templar, with just under 300 million in volume. These are tiny numbers when we zoom out, but for right now, 300 million is humongous, Johnny. So let's talk about it. Here's the CEO discussing XLM and Franklin Templar's tokenized assets. The real world assets traded on Stellar, I believe are more than every other platform combined right now because of the partnership that you have with Franklin Templeton. So- Yay, yeah. honey, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, and the funny thing about the Franklin Templeton partnership is that it actually started kind of without our knowledge because Franklin went to the SEC before even talking to us and they actually started their approval process back in like 2019, early 2020. And we found out about it because we saw an SEC filing. Where's their lawsuit? And then after that, of course, we started working with Franklin Templeton, but I just checked right before we came on and they're just under 300 million in terms of the volume that they have with Benji, which is their asset money market fund on Stellar. Very, so Benji is the money market fund on Stellar, and that's currently doing 300 million in volume. Let's kick it to Johnny and then go to Gonzo. Yeah, that's the start, right? This is how these things happen. They get started. Of course, when you're a CNO, CEO and you have to request claps, that's not a good thing. But nonetheless, reality is, um, I think for, for, for the perspective of the fact that a company went after, you know, into this space and chose, you know, Stellar to be the underlying or XLM as the underlying technology that they want to use to just to begin the tokenization effort says a real lot. It's a really good early indicator to say, and we've been saying this for a while, right? You always hear and talk about XRP. You, you, it's crickets. When you're talking about XLM, nobody talks about XLM. It's quiet as hell. And that's why I love XLM. I'm glad it's quiet because if it's quiet, guess what? Shit's happening behind the background. That's probably under NDA that you can't hear about. I mean, she didn't even know they were going to do it, right? So the reality is a lot of these things are out there. The technologies are out there. And now the companies are going to get to vote. They're going to vote with their dollars. They're going to vote with their selection of technologies that they choose. That's going to dictate what's here to stay. And right now, it's a very good sign for Stellar uh, from a tokenization effort or perspective, which, by the way, we know that's going to be huge. The fact that they're being sought after by other companies for their technology as them seeing that that's the technology they want and put in place to pursue for it. I think that says a lot for XLM and boy, I'm glad I got, I'm glad I got XLM in my stable, man. It is one of those that uh, I just think is going to be a big player here in the long run. And this is what's really interesting, Gonzo. The, the product is so easy to work with that they didn't even approach the stellar foundation to let them know they're going to be utilizing their product. 
They just went to the SEC directly. So if that's not a good sign, I don't know what people are waiting for. You tell me your two cents. We'll kick it to Andrew. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the overall market, there are a lot of different kind of narratives that run within the cycle and little niches. But um, I've said this before, the major kind of utility narratives of this market is going to be payments. It's going to be real world assets and then crypto gaming, right? You can throw an AI with the crypto gaming part of it. Um, and so any project like SLM, this is why we like Chainlink and CCIP, that is dealing or building partnerships our technology that is going to deal in real world assets is going to do extremely well because that's the future. Like Larry Fink told you, right? He keeps telling us, right? They give us little indicators. It's just finding the right projects, the right blockchains that are focused on these things. And like you said, XLM is just kind of like a sleeping giant that is just, you know, they didn't get sued. They're not in the news a lot. It's very boring, right? And, and, and that's what we want. We don't want hype, right? You want to get into projects when they're boring and no one is talking about them. Because by the time someone's talking about them and the price action's running, it's kind of too late to be in it. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that always made XLM one of my favorite apps was, was Jed. I mean, he's got connections beyond. I mean, think about it. Talk about where is it? Here he is, right? When, when, when you're the Teflon Don, don't forget, he got, you know, he got away while the other guys got sued. And and there's something there. There's a relationship. There's a lot. Of, if, you, if you research him, there's a lot of connections there that I think, you know, as I say at the end of the day, it's 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 not what you know, it's who you know. And you know, I think those relationships that Jeb has Jed had in the background, those are gonna start to pay off in the long run as well. You're gonna continue to see uh Stellar, I think, make more and more news in the future. Now the question is, were you smart enough to invest in the past before, as Gonzo said, the last thing you want to be doing is buying these things when everybody's talking about them. It's too late at that point. Andrew, this is some great information of how quickly banks will start using these technologies. As the Bank of International Settlements released a report showing that in 2022, the BIS data confirms that 20 European banks had 188 million in XRP. This was ranking fourth among crypto assets and a solid exposure of about 2% out of the 9.4 billion they had in total crypto exposure. Just to break it down a little bit further here, guys, Bitcoin dominated when it came to who owns this asset as 56% of European banks or 56% of the 9.4 billion allocated to crypto was within Bitcoin. Ethereum was in second place at 33%. We had Polkadot coming in at 2.1% and XRP at fourth place sitting at 1.9%. I want to point out a couple of other key players. Stellar was obviously the smallest token on the list, Johnny, but it made the basket. So shout out to them. We also had Cardano, Polkadot, Solana, Litecoin, Stellar, and BNB. Andrew, I'd love to kick it over to you because I think this highlights a much larger movement. This was in the midst of a bear market. There's no regulation. And still, the banks have $9.4 billion in crypto asset exposure. Wait until there's some clarity around tokens like Algorand, Stellar, XRP. I'm sure these baskets are going to be much more evenly allocated. And we're not going to see 90% dominance for Bitcoin and Ethereum going forward. But you give me your thoughts. We'll kick it to Gonzo. Um. My thoughts. What I also always like is, for example, Litecoin. Nobody talks about Litecoin, but Litecoin is already for years it is here. So what do we see here in this diagram? They are all basic blockchains. It's foundation. It's layer layer zero or layer one blockchains. And this is what you should keep in mind. That are the blockchains that, that, will, that will survive in the future. And of course, there are... Fancy, fancy projects coming and going, and, and they are going up and down. And but they are all, yeah, uh, uh, applications on on top of, of blockchain. So what what I see here is that this would that for me this would also be a nice portfolio if you want to start investing in crypto. Take these cryptos, and you have a nice diversification of your crypto for uh, yeah for the next uh, couple of years. Um, what can I tell more about it? Yeah, it is what it is. And uh, let's uh, let's see how it develops. And I can add to what you said, because I think you did a great job breaking it down, Andrew. I'm kicking it straight to you, Gonzo. But look at the statistics here. This is what I want to break down. Grayscale's Bitcoin trust, Grayscale's Ethereum trust, were number three and number four on this list. And I share, or sorry, CoinShares here, which is an Ethereum fund as well. These are American products. And what this is what's so important, guys is that when companies like Grayscale begin to make money on these things, they don't dump the assets in the process. Grayscale is going to begin holding it, offering it to their clients, and earning a yield while earning on the asset. It's so exciting, Gonzo. But this is what we highlighted earlier in the episode. 
Grayscale has 72 million XLM. I think it's a very safe assumption that they're going to be launching a product whenever the clarity is there. We can apply the same thing to XRP because we know clarity is coming even sooner. What do you take away from all these stats? No, I think you're spot on. If they're holding the asset, then they're going to try to find a way to make money or build it into something, right? Um, I just want to make a comment about like old narratives, right? We All you have to do is look at the history of this market and the um, like the top coins that that just rotate as we get into the new cycle, right? And so, you know, people can hate me on this, like for those people that love DOT, but, um, you know, just be careful of these, of these narratives. Do I think that DOT will do well? Yeah. It, when you look at the total market cap as it rises, uh, DOT is going to rise in price. But I believe, my opinion is, Whoops. there's better I don't know if Gonzo froze there. No, no. He's, he's I don't great. know. I'm still here. Oh, he's that, still that, here. That, that the parachains thing is kind of a failed experiment, right? I, I, just, I just feel that way. We haven't seen any kind of new news, any new tech. Um, so me personally, I'm looking to invest my money into a better technology. I'm looking at the narrative with Solana and its ecosystem growing, uh, maybe even some projects on ETH, right. Or just building more of your bags of these ISO tokens. But, um, just be careful of that, of these old narratives that I don't think will do well in the next cycle. You always got to have, you got to have like your base portfolio, right. And then a small, like, you know, Andrew like to say two to $500, in these new narratives, right? These new things that are going to do extremely well in the next bull run that you don't need tons of money in. Spot on, Gonzo. And we're kicking it to Mike Novengratz because listen to this one very closely, Johnny. Ripple won the case that a lot of us thought they wouldn't win. Let's hear it straight from Mike Novengratz. Uh, Ripple won a case that a lot of us thought they wouldn't win. And then they lost the case. You know, you, it's a little bit of potluck on what judge you get. It's that a lot of us thought they wouldn't win. And then they and then they lost the case. You know, you said a lot of us thought they wouldn't win. Said a lot of us thought they wouldn't win. So who's a lot of us, Mike Novengrass? That's my big question over there with Johnny Crypto. What I think is so interesting about this news is he blames the judge. How are you going to blame the judge? This is unbelievable. I didn't even think that's appropriate. I know you got to understand. There's a lot of XRP haters out there, and they wanted to see badly. Badly, they wanted XRP to lose this case. In fact, remember, remember the the guy from the Karate Kid, the evil guy. What the hell is his name over there? That looks like the evil guy from the Karate Kid. I know who you're talking. The Prometheum CEO. Yeah, the Prometheum guy. Remember how he was going around talking about it's 100 security, and then they're gonna lose, and we're the only ones. And blah blah blah. Now he disappeared off the face of the earth too. But uh, there were so many people that wanted to see XRP lose. But the reality was, if you were following the case with Jeremy Hogan, God bless Jeremy Hogan, you kind of knew along the way, as Jeremy was pointing out, that Ripple was winning these things one by one by one. And it was going to, you can almost feel like it was going to go in their favor based on how the things on each step they were going along the way. But yeah, these guys wanted XRP. And what's baffling to me is if XRP had lost, or Ripple, I should say, had lost, that would have been a blow to the crypto industry. This was actually a big, big win, not only for, for Ripple, the company apps, but for the industry, because you've already seen Coinbase and other companies being sued by the SEC already point to that case and say, hey, how how are you saying that we're selling uh, securities when XRP has been proven programmatic sales over crypto is not a security? It really takes a lot of wind out of the SEC's um, uh, sales, if you will, with, with that happening. So I think, yeah, no regrets to them. You know what? I guess he was hoping they were going to lose or root for them to lose, but he was wrong. So was the Prometheus guy. And so were many other, and thank God they were wrong. And thank God Ripple had the money, the resources and really smart attorneys on their team to be able to win that case. Shout out to John Deaton as well this morning, but Johnny crypto, what do you think about grayscale having launched an XRP trust before the lawsuit? And then they became contrarians after the fact. So are you anticipating a new 180? Are we going to see them become pro XRP all of a sudden because they can make money off the product? Yeah, what a bunch of rasnick weasel. Man, they dropped it like a they they folded like a $2 bill. I've so did a lot of them, right? All the exchanges folded except Kraken. Kudos to them. They held out the longest before they folded too. And then of course, we all know the story on Uphold. They were the only ones that maintained and, and withhold it. I honestly believe yes. 100 I believe 100 percent. Uh, sorry, I went to mute that thing. Okay. I, I I believe 120 percent that Grayscale is going to be bringing back their. Think about it. They had an XRP fund before before this all happened. 
They shut it down because they got scared like a bunch of chickens running away, running out of the barn, right? Thinking it was going to go, you know, there was going to be a bad thing. Nobody wanted to touch XRP. It was like a hot potato nobody wanted. They dropped them. Everybody closed their funding, got the hell out of it. Now, Not up, it has, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the ETF uh, private funds. Uh, and then what happened now? XRP is the only one with regular clarity. Why wouldn't they go and create a basket? In fact, I'm surprised, to be honest with you, Abs, that they haven't already. It, but it's going to come. There's no question about it. Last it thing for you, Johnny, the fact that they own 72 million XLM when there's no clarity for that token tells you everything you need to know about how relationships are affecting this market currently. Give me some thoughts. We'll kick it to Gonzo. Uh, here, here's the thoughts. I don't know what I've got to tell you. This is what it's all about. Don't ever forget it. It's not what you know. It's who you know. There's certainly something going on there connection-wise, but I do believe you will see an XRP ETF. You know, well, this was a don't forget the grayscale stuff was all private um funding type stuff. You had to be an accredited investor to get that, but they'll bring that back. But I also think they'll be publicly offered XRP traded ETF funds. Maybe not right out the gate. I think first you'll see XRP um uh, uh, BTC and ETH. No question. Those two are coming first. Maybe they wait. For finally the case to get the bow wrapped and over completely, it's not completely over yet. All the documents dotted and you know, the T, you know, the T's crossed and the I's dotted. That's all got to get done. I think once that's all said and over, there it is right there. You will start to see, and maybe these guys may even start to bring that in beforehand. But I think publicly to offer to the public to non-accredited investors, once this case is completely done, I think you will finally see a couple of those. Um, those funds coming out there as well. But again, that'll be after I think the BTC and ETH ones come out. I want to give a shout out to Andrew too, because think about how spot on his, his statements were in comparison to the grayscale filing. So as you can tell, we are focusing on the XRP trust, but back in December of 2020, look at the names here, guys. There was a stellar lumens trust, a Litecoin trust, an Ethereum trust, and a Bitcoin cash trust. This tells you who the players want to win. Gonzo floor is yours. No, yeah, like Johnny was saying, look, the first domino that has to fall is the spot ETF, right? Then we get the Ethereum because of the futures product. And then I think we're going to see more of these things come out, right? So, you know, as much as people like dislike Ethereum and, and, and upset them and stuff like that, you need that domino to fall so that it can open up the, um, the, the gateway to these other products, right? Because they're just not going to come first, right? I'm not saying that it's right or that it's fair or that it's clarity, not clarity. That's just the way that it seems that traditional finance that's starting to take over this, 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 this market is going to move, right? They're going to move with Bitcoin first, Ethereum, and then they're going to see what comes next. Um, but I, I think it's a matter of, of, of when, not if, right? And so we just have to be patient. Here. Oh, sorry, yeah. Gonzo. What I wanted to no, point no. out with this fund right here, look at this, Grayscale's digital large cap fund this is one of the largest funds that was in place, totaling $236 million. And that's what Johnny Crypto references all the time on our show. Fast forward a couple of years, we're going to see baskets of cryptocurrencies offered by institutions. And it's going to be 10% Bitcoin, 10% Ethereum, 10% XRP, so on and so forth. That's what Grayscale was in the process of building nearly four years ago. So what's your reaction to that as well? I think you're going to see it again, right? right? As we get regulatory clarity, as you get um, you know, more like you get the, like I said, spot ETF, ETF, you're going to see these kind of ETFs that are a basket. Maybe it's an ISO one, right? Maybe it's a gaming one. Maybe it's a layer one, one, maybe it's a layer two, one. There's so many different ways you can go in it. Right. And, and, and the only good thing is, is that we're here before them. You're able to be here, study and build your bags prior to this thing taking off. Um, and we've never had that opportunity before, right? But but make sure that you guys, you keep an open mind, that you don't be emotional, right? Because I think that as much as we believe in XRP and people can hate me for this or not, right? We're not 100% sure. You need to have an open mind, even if it's that small, tiny percent that we're wrong. Because if you're not, if you're all 100% that we're right, then you won't see it coming, right? You won't be able to pivot when something changes, right? And this is why we say, be non-emotional. Don't be married to things so that you can keep an open mind, right? And see where these things are going in case we're wrong, right? Because we're all speculating right now, right? We, we think we see this thing where it's going and we think we're pretty sure. But if you're 100% in, then, then, then you could get wrecked. And, and that's all I'm saying. 
Well, I, I, one thing I just got to address here because we're running out of time. This person, we keep getting these questions. It says, are you going to talk about the SEC and Ripple meeting? We covered this very briefly yesterday, guys. But remember, every at the end of every month, Ripple meets with the SEC to discuss the ongoing case. Does not mean settlement talks are in the work. So I know that, that a lot of times that's what circulates on Twitter. So I just want to throw that in. Floor is yours, Tony. Yeah, I think Gonzo's right, guys. You, you got to take the emotion out of the market. Not a cheap plug here, but you better have an exit strategy. Whether it's through Maryland, you can sign up, get a free 30-day, go sign up on Turkey Day. After you eat your turkey, before you fall asleep, you're got you you know you're looking for things to do, go sign up for Maryland, get your free 30-day trial, and set up an exit plan now while you're non-emotional. That's what I try to tell everybody, Abs, because when the markets start to pump and you get excited, it's hard to make decisions, and you're going to make the wrong ones 90% of the time because the market's designed to rig, you know, it's rigged against your emotions, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Have an exit plan. And let me use this. Let, let, right. let me add a little bit to this. Is You know, I, I'm an investor. Um, diversify your assets. Do not put all your assets in crypto. Also, put some assets in stocks. Put some assets, if you have the money, in gold and silver, in real estate. Diversify it. And also, if you say, I want, I, I, for example, you do not have so much money. And you say, okay, I want to invest in crypto. Diversify in crypto. 60% in the top coins, 40% in the smaller coins. And then if you have maybe five or six big big coins and maybe 10 or 12 smaller coins, you have an excellent portfolio to, to run the game. Um, and if you have a really a very good strategy, you know, you can monitor it with, uh, with, uh, with, with Merlin. You can learn it in my Smart Investor course, how we do it. It is emotionless investing, and you know at every moment of the day what to do, which orders to, en to enter, and that gives emotional peace of mind. And, and th that's what we need no matter what, what happens. Anything you can do to remove a little bit of emotion during the bull market, I would recommend, guys, because as stressful as it is watching your assets go down, watching them go up and not knowing whether to take profit is even more stressful because eventually you know what's going to tumble down on the back end. And we got 321 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Gonzo, I just want to reiterate this topic before we close out the show. The biggest news article we got out of today was XRP breaking ground in Europe. They are debuting an exchange-traded product as of December of 2023. And this is going to allow institutions to purchase XRP directly through their bank and broker. So that's something we've been highlighting throughout the episode. Why don't we end with a little gratitude this morning, Gonzo? What are you excited about for Thanksgiving? You know, I'm just excited to spend time with Shelly and my granddaughter and my daughters and my family. Just super grateful for, for, for Shelly and my granddaughter and my girls and then all of you, right? The community, the team, dude, like, uh, like every year it just gets better and better, dude. And, and we're just going to big places and it's just really cool that you guys are all going to join us on that journey. So just really super grateful and appreciative. We love you, Gonzo and Johnny Crypto. First of all, shout out to Shelly. I know she's watching. Happy Thanksgiving, Shelly. But Johnny, attitude of gratitude. Shout out to your commitment. It is Thanksgiving Day and me and you, we never miss an episode. So I just want to remind people, Johnny Crypto's here every single day. Shout out to you, my friend. What's your attitude of gratitude this morning? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Gonzo kind of touched on it. For me, it's all about family. I love I love the holidays because it's a chance to be with family, to spend that time, to laugh, joke, have a good time, uh, watch some football, you know, eat some turkey together. It's always a beautiful thing. Um, and I encourage everybody out there to hopefully, you know, can do that. I wish you guys were closer so we could all get together as well. But some of us will be together this weekend. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, to seeing you and Mario in the group. So I'm excited. But I, I encourage, yeah, I, that's what I'm grateful for is health. More importantly, obviously, being healthy. And being able to, you know, to be able to then spend that time with family because of it is something that we should all be grateful for. Because remember, guys, at the end of the day, health is wealth. If you have that, you have everything you need. Andrew Castle, I'd love for you to close us out. What's your attitude of gratitude this morning? My attitude of gratitude is this team here. And to celebrate with you guys the, the Thanksgiving, you know. And what I even like more is my financial freedom. I mean, that means I have all the time in the world I did investing for years, over years, over years, over years. And it brought me, I'm now 15, 59. I'm five years more or less financially free. And I can do what I like. And that's helping other people to become successful with money. That is my mission. And, and that's what I like, like to show here. And that's why I'm here in the show. So uh, guys, thank you so much for the show. Thank you for the great day. I wish you, everybody here in the, who's listening, a great Thanksgiving day. 
and, and enjoy and keep laughing. Take out all the negative thoughts. Only think positive. And that's your, uh, that's your route to, to, uh, to happiness. Absolutely, guys. And we got 298 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I wish you all happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great day with your families. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thanks for joining. Let's, Let's go. go.